Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. Money FM 89.3, welcome to Sustainable Singapore with me, Rianne Lovell Boland. This is where we take a closer look at companies trying to tackle the issues surrounding climate change. Now, approximately two-thirds of the Asian population is lactose intolerant, which is why there is a clear need for more dairy-free products. One such is Mojo, which is a direct-to-consumer brand that focuses on plant-based dairy alternatives, which was founded only this January. Its first products are vegan almond milk, which comes sweetened, unsweetened and with pure cacao. So joining me on the line to discuss their growth and how they are different from other plant-based dairy-free products is Juhi Dang, founder and CEO of Mojo. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Rianne. Thank you for having me on the show. It's my pleasure and thank you for the lovely introduction. <laughs> I'm wonderful. I'm glad to be joined with you. Now, let's start. I mean, there are many dairy-free milk alternatives in the market. What was the impetus to create Mojo? And also tell me a little bit about the timing. Why now? You know, you're absolutely right. There are a ton of dairy-free alternatives in the market. And all these brands, I must say, have done a fantastic job of bringing to us the consumers alternatives when none existed a few years ago. However, you know, if you flip over the pack of any of these commercial brands, you'll see a common theme across all of them. A whole bunch of additives from thickeners to gums to stabilizers, artificial sweeteners and flavorings. And sadly, very, very little, I would say almost two and a half to five percent of the actual quote unquote plant, right? Whether it's almonds, oats, cashews, you name it. So while they are alternatives to dairy, there's no real nutrition in most of these. And as you can well imagine from the ingredient list, the taste is primarily coming from additives and often masked with artificial flavors. That was the whole reason why I started Mojo. I'm a vegan myself and I've been at the receiving end of these products over the last decade. At Mojo, uh, we offer 100% clean, absolutely additive-free plant milk that's made right here in Singapore, fresh. Our first range is a line of almond milks, like you said, which is made just with almonds and water and no additives. And because we use almost 10 times the almonds of these are the commercial milk, we have a fantastic nutrition profile. It's high protein, low carbs, and it's naturally creamy and delicious because we use more almonds instead of thickeners. And so that's really the main difference between, you know, Mojo and any other commercial milks. And yeah, I guess it's time for dairy alternative version two. Version one was we didn't have alternatives and there came a host of these brands. Version two is when we're trying to better the alternatives that we consume. So on the back of that, how did you realize it takes 10 times the amount of almonds to get the same sort of nutritional value as milk and avoiding the stabilizers, the thickeners and the artificial sweeteners that other alternatives have used? So it, you're absolutely right. It wasn't a one-shot answer. You know, we, we've been working on the formulation for a couple of months now. We worked with food science experts to come up with a process that resulted in the best nutrition to creaminess combination, right? I mean, increasing the amount of almonds also increases the nutrition, but then after a point, you know, the calories become too high and, you know, it just becomes infeasible to consume the product in quantities that you would consume milk in usually. So it was a lot of trial and error and a lot of expert advice that we seek from outside to come up with this formulation. Uh, not only that, we also conducted various taste and sensory tests. 
So we experimented with different varieties of almonds to select almonds that are naturally sweet and creamy. And that's how we came up with the formulation. And of course, I mean, all of this happened during COVID when travel was restricted and all of that. But uh, so it took us a few months to sort of arrive at the final formulation. But now we are here and we launched four weeks ago and we're very excited. Yeah. And that brings me on to my next question. I mean, where do you source your almonds from? And because of the pandemic, have you faced any supply chain issues? So we source our almonds from orchards uh, located in South Australia. And because we were in the middle of the pandemic when we started working on the formulation itself, we kind of knew that supply chain could be potentially an issue. So we planned in advance. And so far, we haven't had much of a problem with supply chain. Also, because we are, we are just starting out and hopefully our partners will grow with us. And, you know, as we scale, we will be able to smoothly scale up our supply chain as well. And you said that your almonds are sourced from Australia. It's a country which has seen quite a lot of extreme weather events, as have a lot of the world. Are you at all planning for maybe whether the almond farming industry in Australia might be affected by extreme weather and climate change as a whole? Absolutely, you're right. And, you know, it's not just in Australia. Over the globe, we we are all impacted by climate change, whether it's drought, whether it's, I mean, it's everywhere, right? However, when we set out to select which orchards or which farms we work with, we selected farms that practice sustainable farming. Our orchards use drip irrigation to conserve and make optimal use of water. Trees are drip-fed to the root zone, and and that's very different from regular irrigation, which uses a larger amount of water. These farms that we work with also produce some of their own compost. And about 51% of the energy that is used in the farms is sourced from renewables. So we were very careful while selecting the farms as well. But as a consumer and as as an inhabitant of our planet, I think we are all getting affected by climate change. And we are all sort of making our efforts to work with folks who recognize this and incorporate sustainable practices in their businesses. And that's a key criteria for us to look for partners. And I mean, you did say that you looked for partners specifically that were practicing sustainable practices. Is that because there have been reports that almond milk may be taking a toll on the environment? The main issue surrounding that is because of high water use and pesticide use. I mean, you mentioned just a little bit about the drip irrigation systems. I mean, could you share more about that? And was that a key factor in your decision making of which farms you went with? So I think there were two key factors to select the farms that we went with. First was the quality and taste of the almonds. And second, of course, equally important was sustainable farming practices. So I think if you look at a combination of those, we we evaluated farms in Spain. We also evaluated farms in the U.S. as well as Australia. And that's how when we evaluated the practices that, that these farms have today, as well as what they have for plans in the future, That's why we went ahead with this. Yes, almonds do sort of take up more water than a lot of other plants. But almonds is our first range. We, as we scale, we're about a month old, you know, in the market. As we scale and we grow, we do plan to experiment with other plants to come up with plant-based dairy alternatives. And you mentioned that your factory is here in Singapore. I mean, can you share where it is and how much you're able to produce in a day or a week? So we have a small pilot facility here in Singapore in Beach Road. And currently we are actually operating just two days a week. So we deliver on Tuesdays and Saturdays. And the reason is that because we just launched, we are also kind of learning from the consumer their taste preferences, you know, what are the other flavors that they would like. So we are almost in a pilot state right now. 
and we operate all six days or seven days a week, oh, we can definitely uh, scale to shift to cater to the demand as we scale and go along. And I mean, you just completed your seed funding round. Congratulations on that. Um, I'm guessing this will be used to expand your operations. Thank you so much, Rianne. Yes, we're very excited about it. And we've got some amazing partners who've backed us. We will definitely be using the funds to turbocharge our operations, sales and marketing efforts in Singapore to start with. And then, of course, in the future, when we expand into other Asian markets, Right now, our focus is Singapore, and we're actively hiring as well. We're looking for passionate folks to join us who believe our mission. So if anybody is listening, reach out to us and let's talk. I just want to touch a little bit on how you arrived at your price point for your almond milk. I mean, we obviously did discuss that your almonds are imported from Australia, and you also use 10 times the amount in comparison to other almond milk. So, I mean, how did you arrive at your price point, and how does it compare to maybe others that use maybe less almonds? Yeah, Rian, you know, I believe that quality, clean, plant-based food should be accessible to all. Because of the quality and nutrition we offer, we are obviously priced a little bit higher than the commercial milk. But as I mentioned earlier, we are exponentially valuable. You know, we offer exponential value in terms of quality and nutrition of our product versus any product that you find on the shelf. We are currently, of course, the most affordable, fresh and clean plant milk in Singapore. A 500 ml bottle of our almond milk is priced at 7.95, and as we scale further, we will pass on the benefits of scale to the consumer. But we are very, very affordable in terms of you know, if you look at the fresh milk category, we are quite affordable there. Of course, I think it's it's not the right comparison to make with the Tetra Pak milk because of the reasons that we just spoke earlier. Yeah. And what has the response been like so far? And, you know, do you think the timing of your launching because of the pandemic has made consumers more open to plant-based products? I'm glad you asked. We actually launched just four weeks ago and we are very happy with the love that we've received for our product from our consumers. I mean, within four weeks, we've already had consumers who've subscribed for weekly deliveries. Definitely the pandemic has changed consumer habits. I mean, if you, you know, in a non-pandemic world itself, Asians have a very high incidence of lactose intolerance. So we are, we are anyway, you know, more predisposed to dairy alternatives. However, there are increasing ethical and environmental concerns, especially during these times, especially among our younger consumers that are driving the demand of plant-based products. And it's not just the product itself. Consumers are seeking sustainable packaging. They're increasingly driven towards brands that are reducing waste. And these are all of the things that we are very taking care of all of these things. So we do our deliveries and then we take back the bottles on the next delivery. We're recycling as much as we can. The largest driver of growth in this space is actually also coming from flexitarians, you know, consumers who are not necessarily vegan, but they want to introduce healthier alternatives in their diets. And I think that's really uh, turbocharged with the pandemic. People want to consume clean label products. They are actually willing to pay higher for quality. A research study that I was looking at a few days ago, 63% of consumers in Singapore check food labels and they want to avoid artificial ingredients and preservatives even in the non-plant-based segment. So definitely, you know, to your point, the pandemic has altered our food habits and it's here to stay. Yes, for sure. I mean, I'm one of the flexitarians which has come about because of the pandemic. Let's move on to Mojo's growth strategy. Mid to long term, we wish to expand to other Asian markets. Because we see that this the entire plant-based industry is soon going to overtake dairy very soon. As we've seen in the West, it's already happened. Asia is just next on the map. 
Yeah, well, we wish you all the best with your journey. I've been speaking with Juhi Dang, founder and CEO of Mojo. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Rihanna. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. I'm Rianne Lovell-Boland. This is Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.